Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. Good morning to everybody and welcome back to Morning Walk and Talk with the Artist Forge plus Dustin today. I'm glad to have you with us and excited to keep on chatting about business. And so far we've talked about the philosophy of business, how we figure out why we want to run a business and what we want it to do. We've talked about our non-negotiables, some of the building blocks that we can put in place to help define our business, give it direction, and put the boundaries on what we will do as a business and what we won't do as a business. And today we're going to talk about some of the first initial steps in actually moving toward structuring this business, and that is business type. So what type of business are we going to open? And this is the very foundational level. This is not asking ourselves, you know, um, how I want to structure my sales process or anything like that. That conversation is tomorrow. Today's conversation is what type of business am I going to run from a legal perspective? Am I going to be a sole proprietor? Do I want to run um, an LLC? We are not really going to talk about an escort because I think for most photographers, that's just never going to apply to you. Um, and if that's something you want to do more research into, I suggest you go to your local small business administration and, and, uh, and chat with them about that because they will give you a lot of really fantastic detailed information. But we're going to look at these two particular types of business, these legal types of business, what the differences are between them and why you might choose one or the other. And we'll start with sole proprietor because this is where the majority of photographers generally start out. Um, and you have to check with your own local codes. Um, this varies not only by state, but by country. So check those things out. But I would love to hear from the mods today, which I have to make mods. I'd love to hear from you guys today, what your decision-making process looked like when you were very first getting started and trying to decide, how do I structure myself here? Like legally, who is this business? Does this, being a sole proprietor make more sense? Does being an LLC make more sense? And how did you come to those conclusions? <laughs> um, I was a sole prop for a long time and actually I was an S corp for a hot minute. Um, and restructured and came down into an LLC cause an S corp was getting way ahead of myself. Uh, but, um, the reason I went to S corp and then away from it is, uh, an S corp requires a board. Uh, and the board don't have to be owners, um, but you do have to have a board that makes decisions about your business uh, at least once a year. Uh, and when I sort of shifted things uh, at the beginning of last year and came back down to an LLC, 
uh, it was because like, no, like even though I have associate photographers and moving forward, I'm not interested in, in bringing on investors and shareholders and, and all the things, but I wanted the protections that an LLC would give me. As a sole prop, like, you know, you have almost zero protection. So if somebody stumbles over a cable at a wedding or in the studio, they can take my house. Uh, and so I wanted the protections that an LLC will give me over being a, a sole prop. And then I didn't want to have to deal with a board. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the Sure. And, and that makes a lot of sense. So you said when you very first started out, you were a sole. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you were making that decision, was that just kind of, this is the first thing that gets me off the ground or did you have any kind of rationale behind why that would work for I you? I didn't then? want to pay the $225 annual fee for being an LLC. Legit. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can feel that. Okay, cool. So that's, that's some really fantastic examples. And I'm glad you did at least bring up the S Corp thing. I really doubted we would have anybody who just bothered to go in that direction just because of what you said. Um, I think most of us kind of cringe a little bit at the idea of like having to have a board. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because it gives folks a little bit better of an idea of, of what that might look like. Well, and with an S-Corp too, there are some pretty significant tax benefits, um, which was my original reasoning. But after, you know, working with an accountant for a while, you know, you can take those same tax benefits as an LLC, you know, and kind of go down that situation instead of like full S-Corp ridiculousness. So. For sure. Very cool. Okay, Matt, I noticed you had also unmuted. So. What did the process of choosing what type of legal business you wanted to? Yeah, I wandered into it with really not a lot of information. Didn't know what I wanted, but I know I wanted to be legit. And I'm throwing air quotes like everybody in the room can see them. Um, I wanted to be legit and have some level of protection. And I knew that if I just did things on my own and just tried to kind of wing it, um, that I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like I was protected should something ever go wrong, even if I had insurance. So um, I also looked at it saying I didn't want to just have one company. I wanted to have several companies under an umbrella LLC and then use DBAs or doing business as to parse out the different brands or the different businesses that I had. So I did build an umbrella company LLC and then I filed for two DBAs underneath that. Since I'm still the only owner and the only only employee, um, I would be, you know, still the singular person in charge of everything and responsible for everything. But I wanted to allow for these different brands to grow and if need be, branch them off at some time down the road. But having that umbrella LLC, which is what gets filed for taxes, and then having the DBAs allowed me a bit more flexibility in what I was trying to do when I first started building the business. Now that Stone Tree has grown and I'm looking to hire employees, I'm teetering on that edge of LLC and S Corp. But like Kat was just talking about, even though that there are some tax benefits, I'm just not ready to get into all the formality of an S Corp. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. And um, I'm just going to define a couple terms really quickly, just for folks who might not have heard of them. A sole proprietor is exactly what it sounds like. It just means you. You are doing things that people will give you money for. It's pretty simple. It requires almost no effort to get off the ground. 
Um, and even though you technically can keep the money that you earn as part of your normal banking system, of course, it's always suggested that you set up a separate account um, and, and run your business funds through a business fund and not through your own account. Um, so you can keep track of things that way and handle your taxes that way and just keep your business money separate. But technically you don't have to, at least in Washington state. Um, so look into that. But sole proprietor is the easiest way to start a business that doesn't require really any additional effort. Um, but it has its hangups, like Kat said. You obviously are tied into your business in an intimate way, which means if you make a mistake, if a client decides to come after you or sue you, your personal assets are, your, are tied into your business as well. So if, if they want to, they can take your house. Um, and, and for a lot of people, that's a scary thing. Um, so that is a sole proprietor. An LLC means a limited liability corporation. And it's exactly what it says. It limits the liability of the business. It doesn't include you. The business becomes its own separate entity. And so your finances now are not tied into the business. You are basically getting paid like an employee does, um, even though you are the owner of the business. And then, as Kat mentioned, the S-Corp moves one step beyond that into um, farther into incorporation where you now are incorporating a board um, and then a lot of people will also have investors and things like that but the board is really the important part and then there's some additional tax benefits like she mentioned and all of that good stuff so um, if you need more detailed information absolutely please google that go go look up the differences particularly where you live but those are the kind of broad categories that we're talking about and you're obviously getting a lot more information just by listening to folks talk about the way that they went about choosing whether to be a sole proprietor, an LLC, or an S-Corp. So those are kind of some broad, simple definitions. Um, Bassam, Becca, Dustin, did you guys go through this process and how did you come to who you wanted to uh, yeah, good morning, everyone. So I uh, live in Canada in the province of Quebec. So some of the things are completely, some of the, the, the laws and, and, and ways to go about this are different. And I'm honestly not sure if we have the equivalent of the LLC versus the S-Corp. Uh, I know we do have sole proprietorship and then you have a corporation, which is an incorporation, Inc. So I would assume Inc. is the equivalent of an S-Corp in the States. Would anybody know? So in an S-Corp, you're actually incorporated, right? That's a question. Yes, yeah, that yes. would be the equivalent. Exactly, so so when I started my business in 2016, I, uh, I knew I was gonna be doing multiple things, uh, but specifically photography and business consulting. And I wanted to, uh, there was a whole bunch of advantages for me to go full incorporation, which is the equivalent of the S-Corp, uh, under a kind of a numbered federal business name uh, but doing business as three separate things one of them is curious photography the other one is i put my name there but sam sabag photography and then i have one for my consulting called ten tandem business advisors so a uh, holding company or at least incorporated company three doing business as uh, um, names brand names or or names and one of the reasons i did it is because there was a uh, 
a, a very uh, a big tax advantage for me. Uh, it's uh, Quebec and Canada. We have very high taxes. Personal taxes are about, you know, when you start making over 150000 or whatever it is, it gets to be 50 52% in taxes. So there's a huge advantage of being taxed at a business rate and keeping the money in the business. But also, there was for about two to three years at the beginning an advantage of how I pay myself by paying myself through dividends. I can share money with my children and my wife. And if they are low income earners, such as my children, they are taxed under their, I can pass dividends to them and basically they give me the money. So I saved a lot of money in the first couple of years by taking out money through dividends. Now to do that, there's a cost and I had to pay you know, more accounting fees. I had to pay lawyers and just getting back to Kat's uh, comment about having a board. Yes, I do have a board. I'm on the board, my, my mother-in-law's on the board. And I pay lawyers about four or five hundred, about four hundred and fifty dollars a year to do the four or five pieces of papers that need to be done once a year to uh, to to pretend we had a board meeting and we took decisions and we both signed them and we filed them with the government. So it's it's as simple as that. Obviously, it can get more complicated, but there's a cost attached to it. Uh, one question I want to ask, just for my own information, under an LLC in the United States. Do you still have to file, uh, have an account, a third-party accountant file financial statements on a yearly basis, or is that only required in an S corp? Because that will determine the cost of your accounting in a way. It's a question I'm asking. It's not required, but it's definitely advised. Like you could still run it through something like a, a well, I guess it is third-party if it's like TurboTax or something. Um, but it's it's something you could technically do yourself, but it's not a good right. Idea. So in an S corp, I would assume, like an incorporation here, it uh, you have no choice. It has to be a third party. On their on your behalf, it's audited, but uh, it's an extra kind of a layer of protection. Uh, so you're not allowed to do it yourself if you have an incorporated company. So TurboTax wouldn't wouldn't pass. Super interesting. Huh. It's cool to hear the differences there. So for our Canadian friends, um, I hope that was helpful hearing from Bassam. And you knew very early on, Bassam, that you wanted several different doing business as. So that was that the big influence in in moving to incorporation, or was there anything else that made incorporation obvious? No, it, it was it was like that. The the doing as is not really an issue. Uh, it's just that the the corporation. I didn't have a name for the corporation. Corporation names are like a numbered company, so it's like I I wanted to be able to officially be paid and have my correspondence and my invoices have the proper names on them. That's the reason I did that. But the advantages uh, really, I wanted to separate myself from the business. I wanted to get protection in that respect. Uh, I was. I had some objectives of keeping money in the business. There's advantages of being able to invest money if you have money in the business under a separate entity. So the business would be invent, uh, investing the money. Uh, as an example, I just heard one of the Sue Bryce uh, photographers, I'm not going to mention who, but she was talking about how she, she uh, manages her money. And basically, she takes out a salary, but whatever's left in the business, she invests on behalf of the business in real estate. 
right? And there's a whole bunch of advantages there. So I, I had these great like ideas in mind. I never did any of them, but my point is those were the things that attracted me. But fundamentally, I wanted to protect myself and separate myself from the business and my house and my home and, and, and all that. Uh, and I also wanted to take advantage of the tax uh, incentives. Uh, I mean, I would uh, it would cost me something like $3,000 for accounting fees extra you know, per year. But I saved about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in taxes over the last over the next two three years. So that was the main reason. Perfect. That's perfect. That makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. Um, I hope everybody's been listening, and we are not droning off. And if you know somebody who needs to be here for this conversation, please get them here because this decision could really be the difference between all the tax breaks Bassam was talking about. Could be the difference between um, your, you know ease of business like i'm still a sole proprietor so i'll talk about that later because it's, it's not going to last for much longer but um i'm still a sole proprietor and the reason for that is i just can't be bothered <laughs> it's so terrible it's so absolutely lazy but it's the truth um i'll talk about that later but this this could really be a, a big difference in how your business functions how much effort has to go into additional effort i should say has to go into the business side them the difference between I only file my taxes once a year or file your taxes quarterly, um, you know, which, you know, uh, anyway, ask people to be here um, if you know folks who really need this right now. So um, Becca, Dustin, either of you, are you guys both sole? Are you doing an LLC? How did you come to that decision? And Yeah, so I uh, run an LLC. It's uh, just Dustin Volcoma LLC. Um, the primary backing behind my decision was I, I knew that I would be uh, vending at events. Um, and there's a lot of liability in that, you know, with with so many people being in a venue and, and coming through the booths for photo shoots and whatnot. Um, I, I actually had a, a good buddy of mine who's a, a lawyer and, and helped me set everything up. Um, and it was... For me, it was quite daunting. It's not so bad now because I have people kind of in a network is, you know, coming from being primarily just an artist doing small freelance gigs kind of as a side hustle um, to moving a bit more on my own. You know, it, it, it gets scary. And so for me, it was it was much more, um, you know, for liability's sake and also the ability to you know, as was said before, kind of run other uh, ventures under DBA rather than having to completely start over. Um, and that, yeah, that's kind of my reasoning behind it. Um, you know, personally, it, it's something that I'm learning every day. As I said, you know, it scared the heck out of me at first. And the more that I'm learning about it and the support group that I have around me uh, for information definitely helps a lot, including everybody here. I can completely understand why you made that decision, particularly knowing that you were going to be vending at events. Um, because yeah, there, there's just too many things that can go wrong. And um, that was actually one of the reasons I felt comfortable staying a sole proprietor because most of the things I was doing in most of the places I was earning money didn't necessarily involve a whole lot of other people. That's This is after I stopped taking weddings. Thank you for that. But uh, yeah, I just didn't have those... Um, at least many cases for liability. That's not to say nothing could have ever happened, 
but I just at the time didn't feel like it was really likely. So um, if I was in your shoes, I think I would have done the exact same thing despite all the additional effort. That yeah, it, 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 it's, it's definitely, you know, when I was sitting there and I'm, I'm talking to my buddy about it, I'm like, man, like, I, I just don't know. Like, it feels like a huge weight on, you know, on my shoulders. Um, but it really isn't nearly as, as bad. I, I mean, I, I'm not running, you know, a $200,000, you know, dollar a year business right now doing what I'm doing. Uh, eventually, you know, it, it'll grow, hopefully, to that. Um, but, it, yeah, liability was a huge thing. I went from shooting in my garage to shooting at events with thousands of people, you know, being seen and, and everything all day and then having a team as well, you know, at, at these uh, Comic-Con events. It's, <laughs> I've got, you know, at, at least four other people that I'm working with and, you know, sitting in a, a 10 by 20 space, I'm like, all it takes is one wrong step, <laughs> you know? I think For it's sure. really important to note that we are not accountants. Um, and as business owners, like this is a very healthy conversation, especially for anybody considering how to set things up, but understand at the end of the day, like you really need to talk to an accountant about your situation and a lawyer. Uh, so I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. We are just a bunch of business owners sharing our experiences and our thoughts and hoping you can learn something from them. This is not us giving you advice on what to do with your unique situation. Like Kat said, accountant, lawyer, do those things. <laughs> Go do them. Um, Becca, let's hear from you before we start inviting friends up from the audience. Where sure. I am also a can't be bothered sole proprietorship. Um, Kind of maybe maybe for some of the similar reasons to you. Um, my first introduction to um, working in and starting a small business was um, through another business in my family um, that was an LLC. So that was kind of like in my little brain. I was like, this is this is the way. This is when you're a real business. Is when you're an LLC. Um, that's not true. But eventually, you know, for myself, um, after analyzing kind of how I spend my time, what my business is, and um, hopping around between states and stuff. Uh, when I moved to Washington, I did become a sole proprietorship. Um, my only hesitancy there is the liability because I do have personal assets that I'd rather not get sued and have taken away. Um, but as far as like the scale of my current business um, and you know how my business runs, it's all me at my house for the most part. Um, I don't really hire other people. When I work with other people, they're usually contracted through whoever I'm working for. Um, it just didn't feel right at the time to scale any larger. Um, however, maybe in like the next year or two after all my kids are finally kicked out and into school, so I have a little more freedom and time to scale my business larger and explore more options there, um, I may switch over to an LLC. Um, but for me right now, sole proprietorship works great. My taxes are easy. Um, I don't really have any issues. Uh, yeah, so that's about where I'm at. Yep, same boat. Um, if today, if you are, if you have gone through this process and you have some thoughts that would be handy to share, go ahead and raise your hand. And while I wait for that, I will explain a little bit about why I am still a sole proprietor and why that's going to change. So very similar to you, Becca, there just was, there were things involved in being an LLC. I just didn't want to do, I just don't, didn't care. I didn't have, 
I didn't have anything. I didn't own a home at the time when I first started my business. Um, we didn't really have any assets. Everything was liquid. Um, we didn't have any real reason to assume that that was going to change anytime in the near future. And then also, um, I wanted to not deal with things like fees and lawyers and et cetera, et cetera. Um, most everything that has to do with my business, I could just do myself. So I was fine to just be simple and leave it at that. But now as everything has grown, as I've started having income in different areas, and as we now do own a home that probably will eventually become um, a rental when we move out of the state, those are some assets that I would like to protect. And I'm earning income in multiple different areas that just don't make sense to call Nicole York Photography anymore. So these things are going to need their own DBAs, their own doing business as, um, and, and they're gonna have to eventually be run as their own thing. And so I'm going to be switching soon from just good old Nicole York Photography um, over to an LLC so that I can have those things set up separately. I am not looking forward to it. <laughs> I just, I don't wanna be bothered. I don't want things. <laughs> I don't want to do things. I just want to make stuff. But I mean, that comes with the territory. So that's where I will be heading. Um, if you have a business story about these decisions, how you be an LLC or a sole proprietor, what kind of legal business you should be running or you want to run, please raise your hand. We'll bring you up and chat. I also want to mention before Joshua shares his thoughts, um, you did say something, Bassam, that I wanted to touch on, something that you do have the advantage with when you are incorporated. Um, and that is, and I know people as well who um, have purchased pr property through their business and they actually live in the business property. <laughs> um, and there's a whole host of reasons to do that, but it's, it, you know, how yeah. to do it, tax write-offs and all kinds of things. So I know folks who have done that and it's made a huge difference in what they're actually able to where their income goes right yeah. so practical practical example of that you buy your own the building that you have your studio in and then you can rent you can pay rent to your company so that's it's a so you're you're, you're you know you, you set up a different company obviously or a different uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call it but basically you're paying the rent to your company who's the owner of the building and then your rent is an expense obviously for your for your photography business. So that's a, yeah, there's advantages there. There's another advantage for S-Corps uh, and I'm not sure, but maybe it is for LLC also. So in Canada, we don't have the equivalent of the LLC. It's either a corporation or a, a sole proprietorship or a partnership with somebody, which is similar to a sole proprietorship, except with two or three people. Uh, but there's an advantage also of being able to carry over any losses to uh, future years as a corporation. Right, so if you lose money in the first two, three years, uh, I think you have up to seven years, depending on, on where you live or what, what country you're in. Here, I think it's seven years where you can carry your losses. So if you make money in a certain year, but you lost money in previous year, you can negate that, that gain and not pay taxes. So that's a, that's a big advantage for somebody who's starting a business and, and not making money early on. Yeah, for sure. Oh, all these good things to Before Joshua hops on, I just want to pass a message from Gene. He sent me a message. Gene can't talk. Just a quick note for anybody who's 
uh, a veteran or knows a veteran who's disabled, apparently there's a program where you can they waive the LLC costs for any uh, disabled veterans. I'm just passing on the message as Gene can talk. Oh, great to know. All right. And uh, pass that knowledge along. If you didn't know that before, but you know a veteran who was wanting to do business, pass that along to them. All right. First, we'll hear from Joshua and then Juliet. Good morning. Um, so we are set up as an, uh, an LLC, um, and this year we changed our designation to S-Corp. Um, but essentially for us, we, um, we, have a, we deal with a lot of customers at our studio. We had about 15,000 people come through our doors last year, and so liability is a huge concern. So obviously having all the correct insurance in place, um, but then also making sure that our personal assets are completely separate and protected from the business was really important to us. Um, but what I really came to say is, you, know, you, you briefly mentioned you know, talking to an attorney and an accountant, and I, I hear people all the time when they're thinking about starting a business saying, well, I don't have the money now to go talk to somebody um, <clears throat> to do a consultation or whatever. The reality is that it is so much more expensive to not talk to someone early on, even if you're going to set up as a sole proprietorship, um, because you need to understand when you should consider changing what your designation is. Um, and then also the deadlines for doing so, so you can change it within that year so you can file differently that year if you need to. Um, and that, and that can have a you know, pretty significant impact um, on your taxes, depending on, on what you've got going on. So it is so worth it to spend a couple hundred dollars to go meet with a couple people that are professionals in that field to give you the advice of maybe not what you're doing today, but when you hit you know, X number of customers, or if you hit X amount of revenue, or you hit you know, X milestone, that's the time to start thinking about doing X, Y, and Z um, before you have major implications that, that you know, can, can occur for you. Ooh, such good advice. Yes, 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 yes. It's always cheaper to do the right thing first <laughs> than have to pay for your mistakes later because you didn't know what to do. So I hope folks take that to heart. And Joshua, for people who don't know, can you tell them a little bit about how your business runs because it's a super... Sure. So essentially, we have a full service photo studio. We've got about 20 different backdrops um, in the studio that are all you know, pre-lit. And we change uh, our, about half those backdrops every three months to keep everything kind of current and fresh. Um, and essentially, we operate a couple ways. Uh, we sell general mission tickets that allows uh, people to come in and take their own photos. Um, they have the option of adding an image package and working with, with one of our pro photographers that are on staff with us. Um, or they can do a private rental and rent out the entire studio. Um, so depending on what their needs are, there's different ways that they can use it essentially. Uh, during general admission, uh, we have some restrictions in place. All photographers have the same restrictions, including our own photographers, meaning no tripods, no light stands, no off-camera flash, no big modifiers. Um, and you can't do extended photo shoots on any one particular set. But if you want to do any of those things, uh, then you can simply do a private rental, have the studio to yourself. You can bring in as much gear um, as you like and, you know, shoot it the way you want to. So the second option usually is done for, well, sometimes for, you know, photographers want to bring in their clients to do private photo sessions. Uh, some people want to shoot boudoir or some people just want privacy. And then um, when uh, customers are doing, uh, you know, video related projects, music videos or uh, marketing videos for the companies, things along those. Super, super cool. I, mean, I remember when I first learned about your business model, I was like, oh, that's rad. Uh, so I just wanted folks to hear why. Also, like understanding the way you're doing business, it makes a whole lot of sense 
um, why you have the legal type of business that you do. So thanks for sharing that. Um, we'll get to Juliet and then the coach. So Juliet, let's hear. Hello. Um, yeah, so from the beginning of what Joshua said, for sure, get yourself an accountant and act like the IRS is going to come knocking on your door. And just being like, I'm very low tech. I'm very like, I still have the spreadsheet. I do have an accountant for the last 20 years. It's the same person in different, you know, different parts of my life. And, you know, so she's seen it all. And um, the accountant is also like your team member because like, I'll be in the middle, you know, raising a family, running the business, you get a letter, it stops you in your tracks. And it's like, what is it from the, from the IRS or whatever it was? And it's like, okay, what does this mean? You can make a call, they take care of it. And if you're, if you just keep everything organized, no matter what system you use, um, I did get, you don't know what's going to be a red flag. So also have that conversation. Cause it's like, if you have an office in your house, if you, you know, whatever, I mean, it was just, it's, you know, you could say it's ridiculous, but I just like, even my accountant was just like, I don't know why this doesn't make sense for your, their order, but we, you just have to, you just have to do what you're asked. And then my accountant was like, this is amazing because every single bit of income on my spreadsheet and expense matched exactly my bank account. So when they, when we handed over the statements, they were like, wow, this is so, you know, it was just like very streamlined and easy on their end when they're looking for the information. And so it was really fine. It wasn't a disaster, but just, you know, act, live your life. Like they're going to show up at your door basically is what is my. Such a good warning. Cause that's terrifying, right? <laughs> Like, oh my God, what is about to happen? So keep good books, people, and get yourself an accountant. Um, Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm well, how are you? Chilly. <laughs> it's cold here this morning. Yeah, it's a little it's a little brisk here this morning too. How's it going? Good, just taking kiddos for to school and all the things. I'm jumping in to hear you guys talk. Say hi to so my homie you, Dustin too. I know, come and hang it out. Um, so do you have any advice for folks who are looking at how they want their business to be structured? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I came in to some great advice, but um, you know, I am not, I'm not an expert in these fields, so I hire the people who are. Um, beyond a CPA, I think uh, looking into more of a, a wealth management company is a smart move. So the guys that I do business with uh, employ former IRS attorneys and they know basically all of the rules and all of the things, that, all the legal implications of business setups and they also know what the IRS is going to come looking for. And they know how to structure your business in a way that lets you have the most benefits without worrying about all of the rules that you are or are not breaking. Um, and so in my experience, yeah, they do typical CPA kind of stuff, but they're also looking for opportunities to save me money. Um, they also do some level of recommendations for investing in growth. But I think the biggest thing that they've ever done for me is finding, I, don't, I hate to call them tax loopholes, but I guess that's what they are. Um, helping you find the things that legally you can capitalize on. Uh, you know, and these people 
are employed by major corporations for the same reasons um, and just finding all those things. But also I agree with right. the, the whole keeping records. You know, I just, I just got a letter from the IRS for a house I sold years ago talking about I made all these capital gains that I didn't make on this house. And if I wouldn't have had the records in place for that, I mean, super scary when you get a packet from the IRS and they're talking about you owe us like 45 grand. Um, so super, super intimidating, but having the right people in your corner so you can just turn around and be like, I'm good, handle this is wicked important, but also being able to give them that information so that they can move on that is critical. Oh, so much good advice today. All right. So later on, when we talk about business this month, we will be talking about taxes and things that we should be keeping in mind. And I am actually going to have, I'm actually searching right now, but I'm going to have a CPA come on and talk to us a little bit about what we should be considering, how much we should be putting away, like these different things. And obviously the most important part is that this does vary depending on where you live. So that's a, something you need to keep in mind. Don't just take our experiences and assume that everything is the gospel. Go and look at what's going on locally for you and make sure that you're talking to a professional because they're going to be able to give you that feedback about your, your personal life the intentions that you have with your business, how you want your business to function, and give you advice that you should be following. So make sure that you are doing that. All right. And, and I think just too, like, a, again, a good professional isn't just about keeping you out of trouble. You also want to look for that team that's going to help manage you and help you move beyond that space. Uh, at least in my, my opinion, like, make money for the future. I think I've said that enough here. Yep, absolutely. So is anybody looking to switch? So obviously I am now, I'm about to be on the cusp of changing from a sole proprietor to an LLC. Is anybody else looking to make that switch anytime soon? Is that just a me thing? Uh, like I said, I, I might in the next year or so. Um, and one of the major factors there was just how much business I was doing. So when I first, um, you know, registered as a business in the state of Washington, um, I just had a baby. And I'd, I, I did have some work, but it wasn't really to a degree that I felt like I needed to establish myself um, to the degree that I have now. Um, so uh, again, in the next year or so, I, I might make that switch over to an LLC too. Right. Okay. So what I would love to hear from y'all now is what do you think is the biggest advantage? And I know there's obviously multiple, right? This is a multifaceted thing, but what do you think the biggest advantage is of the legal status you chose for your company? I'll start since y'all are quiet. I was, was going to say, oh. oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. Um, okay. I'll just go really quickly because it's short. As a sole proprietor, I think the, the biggest benefit for me is just the simplicity of everything. And that is because I do have three kids at home while my oldest just graduated, but he's still living at home. 
and I guess it's not just God. It's almost been a year. I'm starting to freak out. Um, anyway, um, I have them at home and we move often um, as a military family. And so obviously for me, there is really just a level of simplicity, making everything easier that I value. Um, so that I would say is the biggest benefit of a sole proprietorship is the, is the kind of overall simplicity of the status and things that you don't have to worry about that I will have to consider once I become an LLC. But that's basically all. That's really the only reason I am there. Um, so there's that for me. What about you, Matt? What's the biggest? Well, I think I think for me, you know, I'm I'm barely one step above a sole prop. But as an LLC, because I have investments and I have homes and I have you know assets that I don't want to lose due to my dumb mistakes in business. Um, I wanted to be able to have some level of protection and separate my personal assets from my business ones. That was the primary driver of having the LLC. Beyond that, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Agreed. Protection is. Right. So having liability be just the biggest, the biggest thing um, so that the liability is to your company and not to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is a separate entity. Absolutely. I mean, I makes a. I, the, the, the business that I was doing before and being on a range with a lot of firearms, a lot of times getting in the way, I mean, it was, it was really important to me to have as much protection. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, anybody else, what do you think is the, the kind of biggest benefit for you? So for Kat and Matt, obviously liability, that's a really big one. Is anybody looking at the tax status and the different tax benefits that you have as an incorporated business um, as, as kind of the main thing, or is that just a, an awesome side? I would say that comes kind of second to the protection factor uh, and being able to take some of the tax benefits of an S-Corp as an LLC um, is kind of icing on the cake. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the, well, the tax. I guess the tax benefits really depend on the difference between a personal tax rate and a business tax rate, right? And where I am, it's a huge difference. There's 30 points of difference, or 40, 25 points of difference. So it does make a difference if you want to keep money in your corporation, meaning you don't need all the money. You wanna, you know, you don't wanna be taxed on something you don't. You know, if you have a sole proprietorship, you're taxed on your personal rate for everything you earn. Whereas if you if you wanna if you wanna you know take a salary and keep some money in the business, then it's being taxed in my case at twenty one percent instead of say forty eight or forty nine percent. This is a huge. Oof. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when you pay, what I so my question would be to you, Basam, is when you pay yourself, do you then have to? Yeah, tax you, you pay the difference. You pay, you pay the difference. So for example, there's just uh, just for numbers' sake, if I. If I have a hundred, if I make a hundred thousand dollars in my business in one year, and I just like a pure profit, and I decide I want to, I want to, I don't need it all. I'm going to take a fifty thousand dollars salary. Uh, then I keep the other fifty thousand in the business, and it's only taxed at twenty one percent. So there's more cash in the business, and maybe I'll need it next year. But when I take it out, it's it becomes personal income, and I and I pay the dif I pay basically the difference, right? When it becomes personal income. But if you want to build wealth within your company, it's, it's a very powerful when the tax rate is, uh, 
you know, very different. For sure. Okay, that's really fantastic to know, folks. Um, does anybody else have a, a super benefit that they want to say about the legal status that they've chosen? And then I just want to ask everyone, what do you think? How do you think having chosen that particular legal status affects the way that you have to run your business? Because obviously, there are a lot of things to keep in mind when we're looking at things like um, how much tax we should be putting away, how often we need to file, all of that kind of stuff. So it really can affect the way that you structure what you're doing. I can pretty much ignore everything all year. <laughs> um, and I don't have to worry about what I made that quarter. I can look at it as a cumulative that then I have to deal with at the end of the year. Um, whereas some folks, depending on where you are, really have to do quarterly. And also the fact that um, I'm still technically a resident of Washington state. That's my home of residence. There is no income tax in Washington state. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky with that. Of course, there are still business taxes, um, but I, I get to skate a little bit on some of those things. Whereas if you live in a state that does have an income tax, that changes things for you. So does anybody else have a benefit? I see MJ is with us, so I want to make sure we hear from you. And then what I want to ask folks and keep this in mind is, how does that particular legal status affect the way that you run your business? So MJ, let's um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no worries. I just threw a whole lot out there. Um, if you remember, just go ahead and unmute yourself and go for it. Oh, I think it was, if you're not making very much money, the difference, like right now I've got five kids at home. There's not a lot of time, but I'm still growing. And I'm just recently made the switch from sole proprietor to LLC. And I still don't make enough. Like I'm just, you know, it's, it's just a little bit here and there. I don't make enough to um, necessarily. Oh, can you guys still hear me? I'm so sorry. Yep. No, we got you. Um, to make to you know have it make a big difference in tax cuts. So it if you're on the edge, at least where I am, I'm in Indiana. There's um, not a big difference in what even how you file your taxes. Um, so, and I know you can find out that there, there's a cap that says, hey, you, you do have to, you can't um, just file on your, your regular income taxes. You need to move up. And at that point, when you're making that much more money um, and opening up any other kind of in accounts where money's coming in, you do need to be extra careful. I know that it's, I feel like I jumped the gun the only benefit I found from having an LLC is that I got my my tax ID number and I'm able to get discounts. But it like I'm excited to get to a point where I know that sounds silly, but where I will need to pay taxes and need to pay. No, that doesn't sound silly. I mean, that's goals, right? Like we all want to be earning enough that we need somebody to come along and <laughs> and handle that stuff for us. So it makes a lot of sense. Hey, Nicole, uh, there's, there's another advantage, I believe, to uh, LLCs and S-Corps versus sole proprietorship, and uh, it may not be for everybody, but it, it's something to consider in case uh, you want to pass the business on to a, to a family member or so on. So it's business continuity. When it's a sole proprietorship, when you decide to stop working or you pass on to something different, uh, the, it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Whereas if it's an LLC or an S-Corp, it's a, it's a, it's a living uh, thing and it, 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 there's business continuity.
Yeah, I'm actually really glad you mentioned that. I was thinking it earlier and then listening to everybody had kind of distracted me. I meant to ask Dustin because his LLC is his name. <laughs> so I, I was meant to ask him, um, you know, what his thoughts were when he formed it that way. Because for me, um, I can, I'm doing business as myself. I'm a sole proprietor, so that's fine. But as soon as I change to an LLC, I'm absolutely <laughs> switching that over um, and changing the name because I do want to be able to, at least for some aspects of what I'm going to be doing, I do want to be able to have an exit strategy where somebody can keep the name and everything that's associated with it. So definitely an important thing to keep in mind. So how do these decisions affect the way our businesses run, y'all? What are some things that we should keep in mind if you're going to be a sole proprietor, if you're going to be an LLC, how does that actually affect the things that you have to do with your business on a daily or weekly basis? I think, you know, Kat kind of mentioned this at the beginning. One of the most important things is to understand how you want your business to run, how you want to deal with the business rather than feeling like you have to be structured a certain way. That was one thing that I learned early on is that not everything needs to apply to every business. So um, just really understand the structure that you have now, what you want now, and then also think about what you want in the future. It might be easier to stay a sole prop now, but it might benefit you down the line if you were to go through the time and effort, like Joshua said right now, to talk to accountants and lawyers and get yourself set up as an LLC. I think S Corp is typically something that people consider when they're further along in their journey or they're already coming out of the gate with a much bigger company structure. Um, but it really comes down to how do you want to run it? And if you don't know, talk to some other business owners, talk to some lawyers, talk to some accountants as to what might be the best situation for you. Absolutely. I'm going to have to hand over everything to y'all. I'm about to walk up on the grounds cruise. So um, there's you can probably hear the loud things, so um, I'm, I gotta be quiet for just a second, y'all. They're gonna have to talk them up. If I could, real quick, um, I, I've just got a few minutes here, and then I've got to get uh, get back. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what Nicole was um, talking about with the name. So, in the state of Virginia, and, and I'm, I, I'm sure this is like this in many other states, but I just wanted to caveat by saying, you know, it, it is different by state and county. So, um, you know, definitely check locally, but in the state of Virginia, what I've done is I've created an LLC with two doing business as names that fall under the LLC name. So my company name is Snapshot LLC. Underneath Snapshot LLC, I have Snapshot Productions, which is the video side of my business. And I have Gene Sizemore Photography, which is the photography side. The reason I did that is because um, my uh, late friend Frank Ruggles uh, beat into me over and over and over again that uh, people don't care uh, so much about my photography as much as they do my name. Um, I used to I used to sell pictures under Snapshot Photography. Well, nobody knew who the heck that was. So he encouraged me to go back to my name. And I've found that to be very helpful when it comes to people recognizing me as a photographer, recognizing my work and my brand of photography. When it comes to doing films, it's a little bit different um, because my name isn't Martin Scorsese or, um, you know, George Lucas or something. So um, coming up with a name that I can then build a brand around was important on the video side. 
So that, that's why I decided to do those two things. The only thing I needed to do when I filed the LLC was uh, um, provide articles of organization to the state of Virginia that just show that I am that that Snapshot LLC is kind of my umbrella company, and that I have two smaller divisions that operate under that name. Um, and then with my bank account, I have the doing business as um, set up so that I can receive checks, you know, to either one. And that's um, that's how I've been operating for the last year, and it seemed to make the most sense. One thing that I would say, Nicole, is is you know, on your point about. Um, you know, when you want to stop working, um, not to be morbid or anything, but just keep in mind that, you know, Nicole York is a brand and it is, it is a, um, it, it, it is, I, I'm, you know, because we're all becoming millionaire famous photographers here in the artist forge, right? Um, everyone's name is going to be recognizable. And we joke about it, but there's some truth to the fact that if you're in a certain place in your artwork, um, when you're done working or when you pass on, your stuff's not going to lose value. The stuff that you've done is not going to die. So you don't necessarily want your name to disappear when you disappear um, because you may or your family members may still be able to capitalize on that brand that you spent so much time building. So just some, something to consider. I just want to throw that in and... Uh, Oh, for sure. And my photography will always remain under my name. Um, that isn't something I would ever hand off to anybody, but there are several other things I'm doing. And so for those things, I certainly want um, a, a name separate from myself. That way, eventually somebody else can run it um, and maybe own it. And so I mean, we'll obviously see that's pretty far in the future. But that's kind of the point of this conversation as I'm going toward this with the fact in mind that I want an exit strategy eventually, not from myself, not from my name. Um, I will keep that, but I do want an exit strategy for some of the other ventures that I'm looking into because at some point I don't want to have to focus on everything. And so I know that then I wanna be able to have, like Basam was saying, the continuity to be able to hand that off. Um, so, I know that those particular things will have their own business structures separately from what I do with my photography. Um, and a big part of what hopefully eventually somebody will buy is the structure, the name, the clientele, all of that kind of stuff, right? So um, knowing that in advance is influencing the decision that I'm making, sorry for the vehicle sounds, which is why this conversation is so important. All right. I want to make sure we have a chance to hear from Carol and then we're going to tie everything up in a neat bow and, uh, and end the conversation today. So hello, Carol. Hi, I know it's time to go. God, I got so many questions. Okay. For one, a quick one, maybe easy for you guys. If it's the LLC is a Carol original, would one of say my DBAs be doing business as a Carol original or must it be different from that? That's a tricky question because it depends on what you're doing. Um, and so, like everybody has said before, um, with the LLC being your name, if that's an important part of your brand, just having the recognition that um, when you stop doing business, 
you probably don't want to hand over your name. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. But if if something, most of us will have a DBA doing business as if what we're doing in that particular part of the business is vastly different from what's happening in the other places. So for me, I'm also an author, right? I'm a fiction author and I'm a freelance writer. So when I'm writing, I don't necessarily want that to be tied to the photography work that I do. And so there will be a different name there as a publisher, as opposed to just my name as a photographer. So if you want a DBA because you're doing something vastly different, I think that is a something to keep in mind as opposed to if all you're going to be doing is either just uh, teach. Okay. And I probably have too many questions. I mean, when you guys talk about all the, you know, um, getting an accountant, CPA, wealth management lawyer, I don't know anybody. <laughs> and I don't even know where, I don't know if you will be covering, you know, how you even find somebody much less somebody that's trustworthy and then um one thing you guys just quickly made you made me think about is that my future plans might work real well with um what you guys are saying as far as setting up a structure because my ideal is to live in maybe a tiny home or whatever i can afford uh as far as the space to live, something easy to maintain with a really big warehouse for a place to work for my art and store things and teach and whatever I can still possibly do. Um, and then that could, so then if I move to like, I'm thinking like Washington state or, or, um, probably, probably Washington state or Oregon. And if I were to, you know, plan on the money that I make from my house, um, be able to pour it into that warehouse and claim it on taxes sounds like a good strategy to me. So I just, I just thought that was all real interesting. And, uh, I just don't know how to suss that out a bit further, but anyway, thanks for your time. And it's, I know it's time to go. No problem, Carol. And I would just encourage you to ask these questions in the Facebook group. Um, I just made sure that it was pinned up there at the top for folks who maybe not don't know that it's there. This is a really fantastic place for us to chat about these things because obviously um, it's we have to be careful about going too far into anybody's personal, um, their personal business um, because it, it may not apply. So ask those questions in the Facebook group. Um, and I just lost an earbud. Um, I'm losing it again and my dogs are fighting right by me. Why do they do this? Um, so yeah, um, the Facebook group is going to be the perfect place for us to have those particular conversations because we do have the time to address them one at a time. And then also um, recognize, you know, we, I don't know anybody either, but I know other people and I can ask, I can ask them if they know somebody and I can Google them and I can look up and see who's in my area. So don't be daunted by not knowing anyone personally. Um, we have a, a great big, group of folks here and so um likely somebody knows someone so i would make sure you ask those questions in the facebook group thanks for that yeah absolutely i was going to say the same and i can hop over there right now and um maybe just start a thread on like how did people find their various um legal consultant people um and maybe we can get that conversation going
Thank you. All right, everybody. So fantastic discussion today. Really good to hear what these personal experiences were around everybody choosing what legal status for their business they were going to be working with and then asking how that legal status then affects the business structure, which is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. We're going to be looking at business structure. And um, if that isn't something that you have thought about before, you're probably doing some of these things without realizing it. Um, how your business actually runs, how and where you market your business, who your clients are, how you sell, what you sell, um, how people purchase, all of those things that are involved in the actual structure of the way your business runs. So that is going to be the beginning of the conversation tomorrow. It'll probably run a little bit into next week. So we'll want to talk about those things. So I'm priming you now, be thinking of that for tomorrow. Um, because when we start looking at those things and asking ourselves those questions, that is going to inform when we talk about writing a business plan, because we're going to need to know some of those things. If we're going to come up with a vision statement, a mission, a strategy, understand our market, all that kind of stuff. When we start writing a business plan after that, we're going to talk finances. So we'll prob that'll probably be a good week long. We're also going to cover customer journey, branding, pricing, um, marketing, things like that. So make sure that you are thinking of this stuff now so that you're prepared for these conversations that way you feel really comfortable um moving forward with some of the decisions that we're we're going to be talking about so you can go into the next year feeling so prepared all right y'all thank you so much for being part of the conversation today for sharing your experiences i hope that it was helpful and i hope y'all will join us bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m mountain standard time that's six for the west coast and nine for the east coast afternoon for our friends overseas in the meantime go make something amazing and we'll see you tomorrow morning thanks again for listening to this live clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at the artist forge we hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.